Hey, it's WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, and you're listening to the Three Jabronis Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, making their way to the ring from parts unknown at a total combined weight of Derek's 13 abs, the team of Tim the Bearded Dragon. My whole life has been a lie. All of these people were Brutus. Derek, your brown meat baby face and straight edge sex symbol. The Three Jabronis Podcast. And your red wine sex symbol, the Big Jad Booty Daddy. Well, whether you like it or you don't, you better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Yeah, dig it. They are the Three Jabronis. Hi, hello, welcome into yet another episode of the Three Jabronis. I am, as always, your red wine sex symbol, the big Jad booty daddy, Jadam Cole, baby! As always, joined by... Your brown meat baby face and straight edge sex symbol, Clarky Maivia, a.k.a. Clarky Wrestling. And joining us, as always, is... If you don't know me, Google me, bitches. I'm the dragon. I'll fuck you up. I drank tea. <laughs> oh, it's good to have you back, dragon. We missed you last week. I'll dragon teabag you if you keep it up. Fuck CM Punk. Yeah. CM Cunt. Is that what he called him? <laughs> CM Cunt? Yeah. Fucking jobber. Uh, Tim's still on the injured list this week, guys, so um, he will be back next week. We can promise that. Uh, he'll be on here. On the whole, Preparation H does feel good. <laughs> what? Hey, listen, I'm still a little fucking delirious from this weekend. Just cut a brother some slack. It's all good. How, yeah, how was your, uh, your bus? Uh, stuffing. How was the stuffing of the bus? Well... Well, we stuffed the bus. We stuffed some stuff on the bus. Uh, no, it was good. I mean, it was tiring. They they got the wrong kind of bus, so I didn't really sleep. So that was like 48 hours without sleep. And then I got some good sleep afterwards. Uh, and then I decided to be a good dude and let my dog sleep in my bed. And last night for the first time, and he took up the whole bed, so I didn't really sleep. And, and back to square one. But I sound like a big whiny bitch, so. Eh, you know. But uh oh, um what, what, Chad Punk. <clears throat> what what uh what was wrong with the bus? Uh it was supposed to be like a party bus, so you know how like party buses have like seating around the outside and oh yeah you know a lot of open space in the middle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well that makes it easy to sleep on because you have long ass benches you can sleep on, but this was like road limo seating. Like a like a coach bus seating kind of deal, so <laughs> so yeah, basically it, just like a like a regular bus. Yeah, essentially. Pretty. Oh, brutal. <laughs> yeah, it it was the opposite of great, but at least it was something. At least it was something to sleep in. 
and had heat, so yeah, I'll take it. That's true. Well, yeah, it could have been worse, I guess. But that still sucks. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You know. Well, not sleep on a bus, I guess. Yeah. Well, not for another year. <laughs> I'll take a year off. That should go well. Do it again in 364 days. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, not much. I had a wedding this weekend. So that was fun. Not my, not mine. Yeah, so, he's he's still the single-edged baby face. That's right, ladies. Whatever. All you lady who's listening to this, you one lady. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, though. <clears throat> mom, I'll see you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love your mom. She's a sweetheart of a woman. She is. She is. We've got some good moms. Yeah. Lucked out. What up, Cheryl? Yeah. What oh what did you call what did you call her? The uh Oh fuck. Damn it. I forget what you called her when you were, she was there. I don't even remember. When she visited, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. We talked about it on the podcast, but I can't remember. The red wine mom face? Red wine mommy face? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it was maybe. It was something like that. Ah, anywho. Well. Oh, yeah. Let's hop into it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any news, but uh, let's just hop into this past weekend, I guess. You know, that's, uh, that's, yeah, man, because it was, it was a time. It was good, dude. Yes. Survivor Series, War Games. Pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend for NXT. Yeah, man. Friggin' huge weekend for NXT. Talk about putting them on the map. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I guess uh, I guess we can start with the, with the war games. Um, women's war games match started off with a bang. Uh, uh, my boo. My boo. As we uh, as we talked about here on the podcast, I think two or three weeks ago, we Heard almost here first. We, oh, almost, we almost predicted it <laughs> word for word, basically. Yes, um, man. Yeah, Dakota Kai. Uh, evil Dakota Kai. I'm here for it. Big time. God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see my heel queen. I'm like I, I'm pumped about that. I'm a little bummed that like Tegan Knox and Mia Yim didn't get to be in the in the match. That's yeah, that is kind of bogus. Now that I think about it, like at least one of them should have been. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Um, I mean, it makes sense, like how they set it up, but like. That's a little bit of a bummer, uh, but yeah, the Tegan thing or Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai thing was cool. I, I I knew as soon as she came out and she had a little braid thing on the side of her hair, I was like, "Yo, she is turning." That is, that's a heel look right there. You know, I uh, so like I I missed most of what happens because of the weekends uh, and being on the bus, but I did. So when I went to sleep on <clears throat> Saturday night. I left the uh, the network on my laptop, and the first thing that I saw when I woke up was Dakota Kai come out of like that little holding cell cage thing, mm-hmm. turn around and just kick the head off of Tegan Knox. And I was like, and I'd have my glasses on, so I'm like, who the hell is that? And what's happening? It was literally the first thing that I saw when I woke up, and I'm like, no, she didn't. No, she, ah, we called it. Yeah. I was excited, I was excited because we called it, and I was excited because I just. I felt like she had gone as far as she could go as a face, honestly. She kind of just 
I felt like she came back and didn't really have the momentum she did beforehand. Yeah. But I also like that she kind of she's kind of evolved because like first time around she was like the super scaredy cat in the ring with uh <laughs> I, I, I almost said Shania Twain, <laughs> Shayna Baszler. Uh, uh, I don't know why. Uh, but then, like, even, like, as a face coming back around, she, like, had more confidence and stuff. And I liked seeing that it wasn't, like, the same shit over and over. But, I man, I'm, I'm so excited to see how she does and where they take her as a heel. Yeah, I mean, you've kind of, well... You have to believe that she was the one who took out Mia Yim, but, I mean, that's not obviously confirmed. But, I mean, you obviously have a feud set with her and Tegan Knox going forward, which is cool. So you do that, and, or her with Mia Yim, uh, on the side, unless they reveal somebody else took out Mia Yim. Maybe, but I, it, it kind of wouldn't make sense at this point. No, unless it's like a debuting... Someone Kelly Klein, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or it'd probably be something fucking lame like the uh, other horsewomen who. Did yeah. It. But uh, yeah, I love the fact that there's, like, I loved Candice LeRae and Io Shirai's feud because it was separate from the the women's title. Yeah. Because for it, for so long, it's always just been one women's feud. It's like up oh, one feud for the women's title. That's it. It's like, I love this that we have a side feud here with Knox and Kai. <clears throat> but what I didn't like, and I don't know, I might get some shit for this. I, I d- enjoyed the match. Didn't like the finish. So what was the finish? Because I, I missed it. So And you can spoil everything for me, whatever. I'll go back and watch it maybe this week. I mean, not necessarily the finish per se, just the result. Like... It was basically Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley beating the other four women. And I'm like, I mean, I've been okay with that. Had there been, like, some dissension on, like, Shayna's team? But they were working right. as, like, a cohesive unit. Like, they, there was no, like, arguments whatsoever. <clears throat> if, like, one of them had, like, I don't know, like, if Bianca, like, honestly, Bianca Belair and Io Shirai should have been like sketchy t- with Shayna because like I don't know it was like a month ago they both came out in the same show and were like I want I want a title shot <laughs> and then two weeks later they're like oh I'm on team Shayna yeah that's a solid point so like uh, that kind of annoyed me a little bit I mean the crowd was into it so that was cool but like is, is it really that believable that just those two are gonna be the other four, straight up, like no, quote, tomfoolery or anything. That's one thing that does, like, when they don't, like, it's just, it's simple to follow continuity. At least just, even have them, like, eyeball each other, just to, like, keep each other in check. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be doesn't have to be anything huge, but just to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, hey, definitely uh, definitely wasn't a big deal that, you know, they were going at each other a month ago, like you said. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. That it's was... like little, little things like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's like some, that's usually like main roster shit. Like, you don't usually see that on NXT, but 
Right. That had just been bothering me for for this whole time. Or it's like, and like I get it. You need the numbers for war games, and that's fine that they're on the same team. But like, just make it known. It's like, don't get hey, like don't get it twisted, Shana. Like we're on the same team here, but we want that title. Like I want that title. Yeah, I still got my eye on you. Bitches. Yeah. But they were all just like buddy, buddy. Like, like Bianca Belair is just like best friends with Shayna Baszler now. Like, yeah. And then fast forward to the next night on at Survivor Series, and you have Candice LeRae and Io Shirai basically working side by side when they were like wanted to rip each other's heads off. Literally the night before, plus yeah, for like 20, the previous not even twenty four hours ago. And then for the previous two three months, like they had like a blood feud, and then. They're both like faking injuries, essentially. I'm like, what? Yeah. That was the only issue I really had with all of NXT, where it's like, had War Games been like a month later, it would have been fine with however which Survivor Series went down and all that, like, yeah. built. But, like, it's so hard going from, like, hey, we're going to beat each other up to the next night, but, like, hey, we're on the same team. Like, yeah, ooh. at least at least like have some kind of leftover. I don't know, but I guess that's like you could you could bring it back to the same thing where you um where like on for a while on NXT the War Raiders were still the War Raiders, but then and they were still the tag team champions, but then on the main roster they had no titles and they were the Viking Raiders, and it's just like or the Viking Experience for the first time ever. It's just. So, I don't know, yeah. man. Like, I, two like, different worlds. <laughs> yeah, I expect better out of them. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I think it was just like a awful, awkward timing. The whole thing. Right, but I mean, regardless, it was a really good match. I loved, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was just that that tiny piece of could have had some little dissension there, but you know, it's kind of nitpicking. But you know that's what yeah, we do here. That's what we do. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a big nitpick though. Like it's, it's common sense continuity. Yeah. Like, you you can't you can't have a blood feud for so long, have a huge war games like you went to war. The name of the match was War Games the night before, and then just be like, hey, we're on the same page, one hundred and ten percent, completely, no big thing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But. But we could beat that to death, so. Yeah, we could. But um, next we had the triple threat, which uh, Pete Dunne won and went on to Survivor Series. That's a pretty good match. I don't think we need to really hit on it too much. Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> there's... Yeah, plain and simple, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Got three it was killer good. athletes in the ring. You know? Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I think the right guy won. And as it was, as it became evident on Sunday night, because him and Adam Cole had a fucking great match for the NXT oh title. God. Match of the I, night. Like easily. I got home in the middle of that match, and it was so good. Oh, dude, it was phenomenal. Like I was hanging out with a few of my buddies watching it, and like usually in like that kind of setting. I don't usually get like the full like grasp of like the actual how good the actual match is because you know there's so much shit going on and like you're talking and all that shit. But like I rem- I remember even just missing parts of it. I'm like, yo, this match is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, man. 
and it got a lot of it got a lot of time, which is good. I'm glad Adam Cole has looked like a million bucks this past month. Dude, him and like you tweeted out and and said I think in the chat, and I mean to jump ahead, but like <clears throat> nobody has been has looked better and gotten more out of NXT's move to USA than and Adam Cole's looked great, but Keith Lee, dude, Keith Lee by far, like for probably a year at least. Mm-hmm. And people who have been a fan of NXT have been like, yo, why is Keith Lee getting, like, his shine? Yep. And he would he would come on, he would be on the show, and he would do something awesome, but he would either lose or just be, like, forgotten about the next week or two. Which is just so bogus. <laughs> yeah, and then... Because it's so good. I think the closest was him and, uh... I think he got hurt around Mania. And him and Dijak were supposed to face each other at that takeover, but it got squashed. So that well, was like Dijak the closest. Get hurt too at some point too. Like they both got kind of hurt, like on opposite, like at opposite times or whatever. So it kind of screwed everything up even more. Yeah. So I think Lee got hurt around that mania, and then a little bit after that, Dijak got hurt. Yeah. I think it was sometime this summer, like early. Sp- Early summer, late spring, that Dijak got hurt. So I kept pushing it back. But, yeah, man, once they moved to USA, they finally had some more time and got Keith Lee in there, and dude has been delivering. I think, yeah, man. I think he was in the main event like three or four weeks in a row, which is usually very unheard of in NXT because they switch the rosters so often. I'm especially just so glad, too, because one of the things that I personally was really worried about when they were making the switch over to uh, from the network to mm-hmm. USA was that they were they were going to change up everything that, like, got them to quote the dance and got them to, like, the height of their popularity. And if anything, like I would even go as far to say it's gotten better. Maybe it's because they have more time. They have that whole other hour, but yeah, man, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I've just, I've loved seeing, I mean, Keith Lee was doing great things just on NXT, but then once the invasion happened, dude just shined. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to survivor series in a little bit, but yeah. Um, But back, yeah, back to war games though. Um, yeah, the next match, Balor and Riddle had a fucking great match too. I never knew yeah, I, I wanted to see Balor, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle until like a week ago, and I'm like, oh, this is. <laughs> and then I got really hyped for it, and it was really good. Yeah, I mean, they're listen, they're both freaking incredible. It's like <laughs> they're not gonna let you down. No, you would hope not anyway. But I mean, they didn't, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. And for, and I was I had kind of had like Balor on like my NXT team for Survivor Series, but I'm really glad that he wasn't because I feel like it's he's better off just kind of like doing his own thing. Yeah. Even though it's like yeah, that's the uh, the uh, firepower, the big name for NXT. He didn't really need it, and it he's just yeah, better it's off. Like he's above it. Yeah, know? and it's almost like hey. I don't. He's like I don't need NXT. NXT needs me, kind of a thing. Yeah. 
Which, which is true. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with that too. So I was cool with him getting that win. He obviously needed it, um, especially since Real ended up being on the Survivor Series team. So that was fine. Yeah, it's a good way to balance it out for mm-hmm. sure. Um, then moving on to the men's War Games match where we had the big surprise, kind of a surprise. Uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, you kind of pointed out, I think in the group chat, that he had been nowhere to be seen during all the invasion stuff, right? Yeah, this past week, yeah. And I thought that may have been leading to him joining NXT, like, on the roster, but... Yo, I wouldn't have hated that at all. I liked their reasoning um, that... He was simply there just to get even with Undisputed Era for beating him up on Monday. which I actually loved that. If he wasn't going to be there full-time, that one-off thing, right. that's, a very, that's a perfect explanation why he was there. Um, and I loved that he was wearing his NXT Kevin KO shirt. Yeah, that was badass. I love that little touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole match was great. Um not much else you really say. I mean, Keith Lee again looked great. I was happy for Dijak that he got a big spot like that as well. Yeah, man, he's got it's so somebody. I don't know if it was in the Jabroni Society that's a secret or not, but it's somebody said it's so cool to just sit back and watch him like on TV and be like, "Damn, man, look how far he's come." Yeah, it is, man. I caught myself like. Right when he got in the ring, basically that night, and like, I was just like, "Damn, look at him! He's at War Games." Yeah, man. Donovan Dijak. Who would have even thought? Ever thought? Yeah, man, that's cool. But yeah, it was a great match. Um, that Kevin Owens pop was fucking huge. I mean, I had a, I had a, I had an inkling that might be him. At the, to me, it was either like him or Dream, but yeah, but I I didn't think it was Dream would have been dope. I didn't think it was going to be him just because I didn't think that he would be ready to go that quickly. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure of his like health status Step. or anything. Yeah. But Kevin Owens, it wasn't like a shock, no pun intended, but um. <laughs> It did catch me off guard a little bit, like watching it the next day, not seeing spoilers. Somehow, managed that, and seeing his music hit, and it popped me. I was like, okay. I think I think it was the initial pop that popped me. Honestly, like the crowd's pop, because it was loud. It was deafening. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, I love that, <clears throat> and. He, I mean, Kevin Owens has had a pretty good weekend too. If you count Monday. But, yeah, I miss most of our too. So I've, I've been a terrible wrestling fan this weekend. Yeah, no. Um. Right, yeah, I mean, I think War Games lived up. I don't think it was the best pay per view or best pay per best takeover, but I mean, this isn't usually a bad one, so. Yeah, I was going to say, that's even still better than most of the shit that's on the main roster. So that's, yeah. <laughs> just because it might have not been the better takeover, mm-hmm. 
one of the best or whatever, whatever, however you phrased it. It doesn't mean by any means that it was bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, but um, yeah, moving on to Survivor Series. Uh, it opened up with the women's five on five on five, which was a bit of a clusterfuck, but I don't think it was as, as much as I anticipated. I mean, it, yeah, I, I didn't. I literally caught like the last few matches and fell asleep in the main event. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it just. I think we talked about it in the show last week. It's just five on five on five. Just seems like an absolute disaster. <laughs> like, yeah, just it it's a lot. Because I mean, you got like, it's a constant triple threat, and that just makes it's so much. So much happens. Yeah. So it's tough to follow it all. It is. I I will. I honestly do think that they. They handled it very well, as for all yeah. things considered. Um, the women's match was good. Uh, <laughs> it, it caught me off guard a little bit. They came out. They all came out to like the show's theme songs, which I did. I think so. Like what I did was I passed out on my couch in the main event, but like obviously the network stayed on, so I heard it. Like I heard it keep running through, and I was like, I. You know when you're like half asleep and half awake and you hear shit in the background? I was like, yeah. are they, is is their theme song the show's theme? Like what? But I guess it kind of makes sense because the, uh, the, like those SmackDown t-shirts leading up friggin' had like the Fox logo on the back, so. Yeah, I mean I was like low-key bummed just because I couldn't hear like Sasha's theme or anything, but yeah. at the same time I'm like, man, if they had all their theme songs we would have been here all night, so I guess I kind of get it. Right. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. And I, I'm just glad that they did it the same thing with the men's because I was getting worried. Like once the men's match started, I was like, "God, if they fucking have them come out to their theme songs, but not the women, that would have been bullshit." That's so dick, yeah. yeah. But no, they did the same thing. So good. But um, NXT NXT won the whole night, like by far. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um. Do you, do you think that was, I mean, I think we kind of all kind of figured NXT probably was going to get the majority. They seem to be featured prominently this whole time. But do you think it was too much? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to hate it. I'm never going to hate NXT being featured as like the brand because they like, I feel like to a lot of people, NXT is like it's even even like obviously they're capturing more of the casual fans like as you can see with the crossovers the last couple weeks you know the ratings jumped big they ended up beating AEW for the first time ever like since they've been going head to head I you know I I no like give them their just due NXT's hot right now everybody's feeling it everybody's riding the wave let it screw it squeeze the friggin' Squeeze the juice out of that orange or that lemon, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think NXT should have gotten the majority. I think they should have given Raw maybe one more because it was what four two one. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think I think it was like that. Which the one Raw got was on the kickoff show. <laughs> That's even better. Which is another whole other thing. I was bullshit about the fact that that triple threat tag team match was on the kickoff you know what though you gotta think like if raw would have gotten more 
like and more than SmackDown. P- I feel like I feel like most people find Raw to be. And I mean, you said that last night's was was pretty good, but like I feel like most people feel like they suffer through it. Like I I use it as background noise. I like I don't. There were times before when Raw was really good, like Monday Night Wars, where I wouldn't, and not in high school, that I was, like, hanging out late night on Mondays. But, like, I would make sure to stay in and not do anything and, and try to avoid having anything going on on Mondays because I would want to stay in and watch it. Now I just don't care. I did, Like, I'll go out to trivia, and I won't, like, I'll stick around after the game's over. I won't sit there and be like, I got to get right home and to try to, you know, start right off and fast forward through the commercials and try to catch up to real time. I just, I don't care. I won't go back to check it out. I, you know, it's, I, I feel like that's a lot of how a lot of fans feel just that raw is kind of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like people would have bitched and moaned if raw got more wins. I either feel like, you think like Raw should have gotten one more or gotten none? No, I'm I'm fine with them getting one. I I, I don't think they should have gotten shut out. Oh, I I just think it would. I mean, I think it would have maybe helped the uh, the fallout of the with uh basically all the blame get with Rollins pointing all the blame on everyone else. Right. If they got completely shut sense. out. Yeah, I am excited for like the new kind of turn that his character's taken though. Especially with the way the Raw ended. Yeah, um <clears throat> I and I I think they kind of hinted at it a little bit at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um cuz if you look at two of the people that Seth Rollins eliminated, one was Champa, who I mean is very over as a baby face right now. Wicked. And the other was Mustafa Ali, who may have been the most over in that match last night because they were in Chicago, in his hometown. Oh yeah. It's like if you're if you're uh, mapping that match out, I think you would have been a little bit cognizant of uh, like a little more conscious of Seth Rollins. He's supposed to be the top baby face, eliminating two of the other top baby faces. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that may have been done purposely. Yeah, I mean, mm. after seeing how Raw went, yeah, that's it. Definitely seems intentional. Maybe some, sure. maybe some seeds planting there. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I, I, I. Part of me is like, yeah, of course I wanted NXT to, you know, do well. It was just almost like, was it too obvious NXT going over? The one thing that I would say is like NXT looked very strong all throughout. And I feel like, I feel like maybe that's where it could have been a little... A little bit overdone with them winning like in such dominant fashion because they haven't but it, at the same time i don't hate it i don't hate it because like they are your new crop of talent you want them to look strong you want them to look good you want more eyes on nxt on wednesday nights especially over aew like 
Yeah, it's like you can almost make the argument that this entire thing was done just to make NXT strong to go up against AEW. Yeah, which I mean, it's smart, dude. It's smart as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't have a problem with it per se, but like I could see some people saying like, you know, it's uh, it was so obvious that they're gonna have NXT go over, but eh, I'm okay with it. And even though. Even when they didn't win, like the men's uh, elimination match, SmackDown won, but fucking, like we talked about, Keith Lee looked like a million bucks. God. Which, good. Good. Make him look like a million bucks every damn time. Yeah, I mean, dude, he pinned Seth Rollins. That's a big deal. That is a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was going to beat Roman, but that's fine. Well, I mean, Luke Emia couldn't even beat Roman. <laughs> right. Um, I, I will say, too, like, it's, I feel like this was, like, the first time in a while. Like, Roman getting, like, a big win like that was, like, almost, like, welcomed in a way. I, I was surprised yeah. with the reaction he got from winning that match against Keith Lee. Like, he still got, he got cheered for the most part. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, because you would think maybe if he's getting a win over Keith Lee without over Keith Lee is, people would be like, the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, it's... Like, if he if he beat Rollins, oh, crap, absolutely be pro-Roman, for sure. But, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just very surprised. I think, I think on the flip side, though, if he would have had Rollins go for Keith Lee... Oh. Like that was that would have been received. How like Roman back in the day winning absolutely. Would be received. Like I think they've done a good job of backing off, shoving down, Ro- uh, shoving down, shoving Roman down our throats and everything. That people like people like him, and it's not that they disliked him as a performer before, because he's like he's capable of of having great matches. But it, it's like with anybody, if you sh- constantly shove somebody down our throat. And like, don't let it happen organically. It it's gonna be booed to shit. You're gonna get the exact opposite reaction of what you want. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, I was happy with it. Yeah, man, for sure. I I, I love that. I love that they showcased him. And you said that you heard um, that there or Vince's. Pretty big on Keith Lee, right? That's that's what. I, yeah, that seemed to be the uh, rumor that uh, Vince liked what he saw from Keith Lee, as he should. I'm and I'm just like, yo, strap strap the rocket to this dude, dude. Hell yeah, no reason not to. I mean, I said, I tweeted, I don't know, a few weeks ago that if Keith Lee isn't NXT champion within like the next six months then there's probably there's an issue because yeah Champa doesn't need it anymore Cole's got to drop it to someone I mean Keith yeah. would be a good option but do you, do you think that Champa may get it one more time just because like he didn't technically lose it he had to vacate it yeah I mean I could see him getting it I and honestly I thinking about it like 
I wouldn't. I don't know how likely it is, but shit, man. We're a couple months away. Fuck. I I say fucking have Keith Lee win the Rumble. Fucking move him to Raw. Give me Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar. Dude. Hey, man, I like that. I mean, he's not. He's not a young dude anymore. Like Keith Lee's like thirty five. I mean, I don't know if that's old necessarily, but like now's the time. You don't. He's been around forever. You don't have to like. I don't think you need to build the dude up for another fucking year and a half or so. You showcase him the last month or so. Keep showcasing him up to the rumble. Make him look strong as fuck. I like that, dude. Plus, I feel like nobody would actually think that that's a an actual like possibility. That would be dope. Like, I don't know the likelihood of it, but yeah, man, I I would really, really like to see Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar. I think that would be fucking no pun intended, but a beast sick, of a match. Dude. Nah, it really would be. I love that, man. I love that idea. I mean. I wouldn't mind seeing more Keith Lee Roman Reigns. That that brief interaction they had in that match was awesome. But yeah, man. Keith Lee Brock, that is up near the That's top the of money. my list right now as matches I want to see. Dude, I I love that thought. I love that idea. Give me all of it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that this was like that's an invasion kind of it was like the sparks of like, oh, I'd like to see that down the road. Like um, Orton and Riddle briefly in that match. And I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I'd like to see more of that. RKO versus RDE. <laughs> um, what else happened? That's, oh, um. Ray and Brock. Speaking of Brock, uh, pretty good match. I won't lie. Um, I I selfishly hate that it lasted longer than a lot longer than Kofi's, but yeah, that's bogus, man. That's bullshit. I I get like they at least tried to uh, have a logical reason with the freaking pipe and all that shit. But yeah, I mean it. I they did Kofi so wrong, but we covered that multiple times already. Yeah. But, I mean, it was a good match. It was fun. Uh, Dominic getting involved was cool. Getting a low blow on Brock. Dude, living the life. Yeah. The double six and one nine was cool as fuck. I love that spot. That was really fun. And, you know, Brock wins just like that. So, I mean, that, I'm cool with that whole thing. Putting the whole Kofi thing aside, that match probably went as exactly how it should have. Yeah. And fast forward 24 hours later, and Rey Mysterio is your new U.S. champion. <laughs> Dude, I hated, I hated the promo that AJ cut toward the end of the night. It was just so dumb and so corny. Like, get the fuck out. Yeah, that was really awkward. <laughs> Better than that. Yeah, man, come on. And I'm sure it wasn't fully him. I'm sure it was what creative gave him, but still. Yeah. But I, I don't hate the move. 
necessarily. I don't. AJ doesn't need the United States title. Nah, I mean he's pretty above it. <laughs> I I just kind of hope that this leads to Andrade beating Ray for it, because they've been getting Andrade a lot of wins lately. Yeah, and Andrade's really good. He deserved he he deserved the title the first go around. You know he did. Yeah. So hopefully that's what that leads to. That's leading to. Yeah. Um. Ray's gear at. Survivor Series. I think he was going for the Joker, but Homeboy just looked like Dorothy Clown. I don't know. Dude, he yeah. He, I I saw a picture after. I'm like, yeah, you aren't. And he's done the Joker before, I think. So yeah, he did like the Heath Ledger Joker. This was more like the. Uh, this is the like the New Age Joker, or not really sure. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't hit like you thought. If I like, I think he thought it was. Yeah, homeboy looked like you said, like a clown. He, did, he like looked Doink. like Doink the Clown, like it looked like Doink cosplay. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe I actually tribute to Matt, whatever his last name is. I actually Blue, saw it. No, not Matt. Somebody posted a, somebody tweeted a gif of, uh, of Dink kicking like Bam Bam Bigelow, and they were like Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great. Yeah, it was fucking classic. But, you know, Ray's... I've been saying for a while, Ray has been cutting the best promos of his entire career this year. He has, and I don't know if he's ever been, like, that good on Mike. No, he I mean, hasn't. I mean, really he hasn't been bad. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's definitely friggin' solid now. Yeah, like he, it's almost like when, like, Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago, just like... Like, wait, when did you become good at promos? Like, how yeah, are you, like, it, one of the best in the company of promos now? Like, Ray has been killing it. All yeah, man. It's really good. I don't know what it is, but when he gets on a microphone, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen. It's, it's, maybe it's just the, uh, I don't know, the age or he's just believing what he's saying now. I don't know, but. I, I dig it. I, I'm 100% behind Ray on the microphone now, which I never thought I'd say, but... <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I mean, I'm not blown away, but, I mean, I, it's definitely been, I think, the best work of his career, so whatever. Ride it out, man. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Oh, yeah, the, the, blue, the Blue Universal title. <laughs> the Blue Universal title. <laughs> the, uh... The Fiend and Danny Bryan. Uh, so it looks yeah, like it looks but, like Bryan is 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 fully babyface now. Yeah, I guess like he was doing the yes chant. I see. I liked him like kind of as a tweener, and I liked I liked the the angle they were taking on SmackDown when um when he was like you don't you don't understand you don't get the uh, yeah, man, I I I just thought like they it was perfect. Like it was a perfect avenue for him to be a tweener, and then they were just like, yeah, no, let's just have him go back to doing the yes. Yeah, I mean, eh. I uh, I was a little worried because when did he, when he fought the Miz on SmackDown, and um, he was like teasing about to do the yes. 
the crowd wasn't really like I don't say they weren't into it, but I don't think they knew what was really how to feel about Brian at the time because they were like, "Is he? Wait, yeah, is he still a heel? Is Miz a heel? Who are we supposed to?" So I think there was a lot of confusion, but like at Survivor Series, they were all in on Ray or on Ray on Brian, right? And like that yes chant was loud as fuck, and I was like, oh, "I guess I like it again." <laughs> Like they like it, so I don't. I guess I like it. <laughs> right. Whatever they're programming me to, I'm I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it's Daniel Bryan. I'm not gonna hate anything really. That's Daniel Bryan related. Whether he's a heel or a babyface, he does both of them very well. So I can't really. Yeah, I just like I don't know. I just felt like he was on such fire as a heel. Like don't. Just let him ride it out, man. Yeah, it's so. I agree. I did feel like there was still some shelf life in Heel Brian. I think they pulled the plug a little too early, but yeah, I don't think some. I think there was a ton. Yeah, there was a ton left. Yeah, I I definitely thought they it was a little premature, but again, Brian's so good as a babyface as well that like, I mean, I I can be. I'm disappointed that we could see more of him as a heel, but. I'm like, yeah. I I also miss the yes, the yesing a, a little bit, selfishly. So, yeah. I I I don't know. I I don't want to say I'm kind of over it, but like I think it ran its course. I was I was way more invested in, you know, even even Tweener, even like that that promo that he was having with Bra uh, with Brock with Bray on SmackDown where he refused to say no. I refused to say yes and kept saying no. Like, I don't know. It was just like another later to his character. And just to have him a couple days later, oh, yeah, I'll just do the yes chant. That's cool. Like, why, dude? Why? Yeah. And, and But who knows? Like, maybe Brian will, like, go back on it. Like, oh, I tried being the yes guy again. It, got, it didn't help me out. So maybe he'll switch it up or something. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I, I I brought up Keith Lee, but I mean, maybe maybe they build up Brian a little bit more, and maybe he wins the Rumble. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I'll I'll never hate friggin' Brian winning the Rumble, but. I think it's like the, it's it's really the only thing he hasn't done. I'm trying to think, he really, yeah, he's he really has done everything else. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. Not that he needs it, but for all the couple for those couple times that we thought he was a shoe, he was a shoo-in to win, and never did. Yeah, I mean, for real. Um. Then we had, uh, we talked about the men's five on five on five a little bit. Um, Bummer to fucking see Walter get just shafted so quickly. Dude, yeah, that was, <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't dude? even have him in the match if you're going to do that. Come on. Dude's been under, it hasn't even been beaten and then just gets pinned just like yeah. two minutes. For- God. What a waste. That was awful. Like, come on. 
Come on. Big waste. Ugh. Um, so, like, one of my favorite spots in that whole match was, uh, so I think it was Champa and, was it Gable, maybe, who were both down, both down, and, oh. That's, that's Shorty G to you. Uh, yeah, sorry. So f- stupid. <laughs> and Kevin Owens is on the top rope, looking back and forth. I loved this spot. I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking about uh, Owens did uh, take over. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, uh, and then Frog splashes G- uh, Shorty G. I don't, I don't even remember if it was Shorty G, but it was, I think. And then, but does won't do it to Champa, but yeah, does it to Gable, and then almost turned right around, and Champa. Gets a fucking draping DDT on Kevin Owens, <laughs> like just like that. <laughs> I know. But I, what even makes it even better to me was Champa, who's like, as much as like he's like a fan favorite right now, he's still can't be. He's like that kind of can't be trusted kind of guy, or a snake, if you will. And yeah, true. Does that dra- draping DDT shit? And then you, they have that spot where Orton's right behind him. Yeah. But he knows it. Like, Champa knows that Orton's behind him because they have, like, the same wavelength. Like, a snake knows a snake. And he, right. Like, I love yeah. that, whole, that whole scenario, that whole spot where he just, like, slowly looks over his shoulder because he knows Orton's there. Because he's like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, man, for sure. That would, like, and that, that, like, that's, and I feel like we've brought up, like, throughout the weeks, like, little touches like that that mean so much. That's, that's freaking one of them, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who put, I want, I don't know who, like, fucking was the producer of that match, but I think they did a fantastic job. Whoever it was. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I can't really think of many other spots that like stood out. Uh, I mean, Riddle getting the uh, roll-up pin on Orton was cool. Yeah, I mean that's that's big. That's a good look for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean they had the main event, which hurts me to say, but fell flat. Yeah, like I was so. I thought it was awesome. Like they were sitting there plugging the main event. First off, I was like, "Dang, this is early." But um, I love that they gave him the spot, and I felt like the build was pretty decent. But yeah, man, I matches didn't live the, up to it. I didn't. I didn't see the whole thing, but the parts I saw, I was like, "Really?" Yeah, like I don't know. It it, it just almost seemed like it just didn't click the whole time. That and I, it was. I think a lot of people, when they realized that match was going last, they just assumed, like I did, almost like, oh, does this mean Ronda Rousey's coming out? Like, are we getting Ronda Rousey? Because I was like, oh, why else would they be main eventing with this match and not one of the right. elimination matches? Yeah. It's like, oh, you got, yeah, that you got, that did kind of seem out of place to me, but yeah, like again, like I was super happy that they were main eventing because I'm always, mm-hmm. 
always been a huge advocate for women's wrestling. I love it's probably my favorite. And uh, but they weren't like positioned in this whole build up as like the number one attraction. So like when they blew, when I realized they were going on last, I was like, "Huh. We got to get Ronda out here." Yeah. And then she didn't come out at all, and I was like, "Oh." Well, probably for the best though. I feel like people would have lost their shit if she did. Oh, like Well, I don't know. I don't know actually. I don't know. I don't know how she'd be received now, honestly. Well, I thought for sure that she was going to like maybe help Shayna and then yeah, set up her and Becky down the line again. But that didn't happen. So <laughs> it was interesting. It didn't I and I knew once Shayna got pinned at a uh, War Games. I was like, oh yeah, she's winning at Survivor Series. Right. She's not gonna take two L's. But uh, it was interesting. There was no Becky on Raw. Yeah, I mean, it didn't look like she got injured or anything. No, I mean, it wouldn't have made sense for her to be out there on like in the opening of Raw, like with everybody else. But yeah, she wasn't on the show at all. But what's interesting was like Becky did the Becky and Seth almost did the same exact thing on like with Becky's match Sunday and Seth's match on Monday, where like Becky just attached attached she attacks Shayna after the match, but like right. it's like cheered because <laughs> yeah, but like Rollins basically does the same thing to Kevin Owens and gets like destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, well. We liked her. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just people are just so sick. So sick of him. Yeah. And, like, on one hand, like, I like that they're leaning into it. But on the yeah. other hand, I was like, no. You did this. You guys did this. You fix it. Like, right. Oh, turning him heel is almost like a cop-out. But at the same time, like... Well, this is what I wanted them to do with Reigns for however many years. Oh, I can't, I can't be that upset that they're like, oh, this is what you guys want. Okay, we're gonna give you this actually for once. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see where they take it. I'm glad that they're not just ignoring it, like I said, but. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm still kind of over Rollins right now, but I, I was, I was here for him on Raw. Like I loved his promo, calling everybody out. It was, I thought it was perfect. I thought that was perfect, Seth Rollins for right now, because that's like yeah, I have to get that part. There, and I like. I mean, he. I saw some. I think it was fucking that Kevin Alvarez, <laughs> who was like. Oh, Seth's, Seth's a heel, but he's still out here doing topes and wrestling like a babyface. And it's like, yeah, because he thinks he's still a babyface. He thinks he's in the right for everything that he's saying and doing. Of course he's going to keep doing the same shit. He doesn't think he's a bad guy. Right. It's like when Bailey first turned he first turned heel, like... Why does she still have the baby buddies? And why is she still hugging and smiling? Because she thinks she's still doing the right thing. 
It's how Seth is right now. He thinks he's still a babyface. That's the that's the beauty of the whole turn. That he's he's delusional. That's why I think it works so well right now. That kicked off the show. Yeah, the town hall. All right, yeah, I'll have to go back yeah, and watch so, it because I I didn't see anything until like the last maybe thirty minutes or so. Yeah, so like the town hall, it was like the town hall, and he was basically just like, "Hey, man, actually, what's funny is apparently, so the crowd chanting CM Punk, obviously it's Seth Rollins no matter what, and right, Seth acknowledges it, and was like, "Hey, you know, I tried to get him here, but he didn't want to come." Or like he he's much he's much happier sitting behind a desk or whatever, or something like that. And apparently Vince was pissed that Seth acknowledged it. Yeah, I saw a headline that uh that said Vince was pissed about something with CM Punk. I didn't know what exactly, but I didn't know if it meant like the tweet originally that said "fight me" like a, a couple weeks ago or what. But yeah, no, it was like him actually acknowledging on the air, but he never said his name. Right. So, here's that. <clears throat> but yeah, so he was like, he's like, I, he's like, listen, guys, like, I'm gonna be honest, like NXT, like, they wiped the floor with us last night. Uh, like, but like he was just basically putting the blame on everybody else but himself. And he's yeah. like going around the ring, and he was like, he's like, each is this gonna sting? But like, each and every one of you guys. You sucked last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know it's hurt. I know it hurts to hear, but like it's true. <laughs> and then he's like, "If anybody has anything to say, like now's the time." And like nobody's saying anything. And he's like, hey, "What about you, Randy? Like y- you were on, you were on my team last night, and I- I'm gonna be honest, dude. Like you were the weak link." <laughs> and like Orton was just like, "All right, well, fuck this," and he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he did the same thing to Charlotte, and he was like, "What about you, Charlotte? You were you were the team leader of the women's team, and you weren't even the last woman left on you weren't even the last one left from your team." Yeah, and you call yourself a flare or something like that. <laughs> and then she left, and then, yeah, he was just like berating everybody, and then everybody left. It was it was honestly beautiful. Like as soon as he was kept going on, I'm like, oh, thank God, this is what you should. This is this is what we we want. This is what we need. Yeah, I want annoying as fuck Seth Rollins back. <laughs> I want that Seth, J and J security Seth Rollins. Yeah, but not as like you don't have to be like such a stupid cowardly like annoying thing. Just make him. Be a dick. Make him be like he is in real life. Yeah, I was just to say, make, pissing everybody off in real life. Yeah, so. Yes, bring Twitter. That's what they're doing. Bring Twitter Rollins to life. Yeah. Yes, they, it seems like they are. And I honestly love the idea of him being paired with AOP. Like they kind of yeah, teased. Man. I love that. It reminds me a lot of like, ironically, <laughs> with CM Punk, when The Shield first debuted... And, like, against when it was Punk and Ryback, and The Shield debuted and helped Punk out, and he was like, dude, I have nothing to do with it. They, like, they just showed up on their own, and and they did their own thing. It reminded me a lot of that 
just for no other reason than, and all I saw was like, like I said, the last 30 minutes or so. So I saw the end where like, he just kept stomping Owens and AOP like was down, but there was never like any actual interaction, but like it, everything was there. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was pretty clear cut and obvious that they're in cahoots, so to speak, but cahoots. Yeah, no. Cahoots. Yeah, I thought it was done pretty well. And I, I, I like the fact that Seth didn't like align with them right away. Like I, I yeah. like the idea of teasing it a little bit. Yeah, I'm down with the slow burn for that for sure. Mm-hmm. But I almost, I, I almost like maybe like add like one more person to that too. Not right away. Like maybe, yeah. Because I think that would definitely be friggin' awesome. Yeah, or even and it would elevate it would elevate AOP. Oh, for it, sure. It would kind of be like it would kind of be like <sighs> evolution all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where you know it made granted Triple H and Flair were already already made, but like it made or it made Batista. I mean Rollins can help make AOP and then put somebody else in there who's kind of like midway there but not fully you know mm-hmm. it would be hmm, maybe like a Buddy Murphy that'd be cool I don't know if he's at that level yet necessarily well, uh-huh. well I mean you could have said the same thing about Orton and uh, Orton and Batista I suppose so yeah I don't know, he was just the first one that came to mind for some reason <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean he's he's not at that level yet, but like someone like even from like Dijak from NXT. I mean that'd be great. Shit, Keith Lee. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I I love that idea with that pairing. I think that's AOP needs someone. Like if they're not gonna have a manager, like having someone like Seth Rollins as like their lead. Yeah, and like make them relevant because you can cut all the friggin' Albanian promos you want or whatever the language is. I thought it was Albanian, but like, I, I still don't care. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stop sharing a locker room with Aleister Black and, uh. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that's done, too. Man, I'm. <sighs> is he... I love Aleister Dude, Black. He's so good. Just... <laughs> like, him coming out this week was like, finally. Like, yeah. just leave the door open. Nobody needs to come knock on it anymore. Leave it open, and let's yeah. just call it. <laughs> call it. Yes, a let's just forget about the entire knocking on doors, picking a fight. With All right. Anything else from uh, Raw that's noteworthy? I don't think so. You want to hop into our, what do we have, like top three Survivor Series moments or something? Yeah, we're in the Survivor Series season, so uh, talk some uh, some classic Survivor Series moments. You want to kick it off? Uh, sure. Um, well, I'll, get, I'll give one of Tim's first. He, uh, he provided us with a few. Um, not gonna, well, start off with... The Undertaker debut. I mean, that's classic. Hell yeah. Um, I'm I just watching like 
part of it the other day, like seeing footage of it, and like kids like cry- legit crying. Yeah, man. It's still real to me, damn it. That's why I feel like kids probably look at the fiend <laughs> right now. Oh my god, yeah. Just terrifying. So freaking awesome though. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with another debut. Oh, Rocky Mayavia in 1996. Yeah, they pushed him hard. Hard. I was a big... I, I instantly became a fan. I remember watching that live, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I like him. I like that... That hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that hair. And I just remember the, uh, the old JR call. That's going to be the man right there. That's Blue Chipper. That's the Blue Chipper. Yeah, he was right. Well, ironically, since you're talking about Rocky Maivia, I uh, my first pick is The Rock. The Rock shocking everybody in the Deadly Game Tournament and uh, aligning with Vince. Mankind getting screwed over, a la the Survivor Series before that, and um, becoming the world champ. Yeah, um, that's that's another really good one. Honestly, like it was The Rock. Is that he? I think he would be one of the ones you talk about. Was like that's like heavily like involved with Survivor Series. Low key. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously the debut, the Deadly Games, uh, his big return in 2011 with uh, tagging with Cena. Never before, never again. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Um. Which is one of my fa- one of my. I don't think it's not one of my moments on here, but it was. It was a, uh, you know, a uh, runner-up, I'd say. Um, and then what? He had another one. Oh, when the. Uh, 2001, the invasion. Yeah, that was getting the big win. Yeah, man. Rock's got some low key, like some serious, like pretty big Survivor Series memories. I think everybody kind of associates Survivor Series with the Undertaker because that's where he debuted. Something else happened that I don't want to give away because it's either going to be another Tim pick or a my pick. Oh, we can get to it. Um, That's we can say that's his next pick. Okay, fuck, because that was one of mine too. But he can have it. Or Big Daddy Dragon can have it. Undertaker, obviously, one year after he debuts um, in 1990, has the gravest challenge against Hulk Hogan and friggin' beats him. The world. Beats him for the world title. Some by some nefarious means with help from Ric Flair, but yeah, with a chair six inches underneath Hogan's head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> man, man. a little bit. Yeah. God, that was great, though, man. I remember watching that being like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's a shocker. Because back then, like, you like Hulk Hogan didn't lose. <laughs> no. And then, like, you just, even throughout the match, like, Taker keeps coming back because he was Zombie Taker at the time. Keeps coming back, keeps coming back, and you're sitting here like, all right, he's clearly going to figure it out. No, well, no, oh, wait, one, two, three. Oh, shit. And, like, the whole 
the whole crowd was silent. And the only, the only thing I really remember um, to compare that to is when John Cena and Sheamus were in the tables match for at TLC, where like they were really trying to push like a new talent, and they chose Sheamus. Yeah. Cena goes to that table and Sheamus becomes a champion and it was like everybody was shocked and that was the first thing I thought of like it was the same type of silent shock when Taker beat Hogan because you really you really didn't think it was going to happen and then it didn't it was like whoa shit yeah yeah no that's actually a pretty good comparison who was like who honestly thought Sheamus was going to win the WWE title at that point yeah man What's your next Uh, I'm going to steal this one from Dragon. Uh, Sting's debut in 2014. I don't... uh, I was thinking about that, and I mean, it was a big deal because Sting and WWE, something we never thought we'd see. I just... I don't know. I think at that point, like... I think if he hadn't gone to TNA and done so much in TNA maybe it would have had like a much bigger impact. I just, God, I don't know. I, I like, it was a big deal and I'm not discounting it. I just, I don't know, man. To to me, it was like, it was more than just the sting debut. It was like the whole match. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm still so like salty that they never like capitalized on, this but like Dolph Ziggler had such a good fucking show dude they made him look like a star he was a star in that match yeah and like and they just let it go to waste yeah and I just I remember that match actually being really good the whole the whole match was was really good and then just cap yeah just capping it off with sting like where the fuck did sting come from (laughs) like what yeah (laughs) I didn't. I must. I don't know if I was paying attention to not paying attention to dirt sheets at the time, but I just. I remember it shocked the hell out of me, and I was like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, "What the hell is that?" (laughs) It's Sting. Stinger. Stinger is here. God. Uh. Yeah. That's my. That's my. Uh, I'm going to go with, for no other reason than it's twofold, and Dragon's going to hate me for it, but oh well. Um, I want to say it was 2011. I could be lying, but I think it was 2011. Um, Punk and Del Rio, not for the match necessarily, but I feel like Punk was just so at the height, and the way everything was set up, like this first off kicked off his 434-day mm-hmm. run as champion. But also, like, Del Rio had, uh, you know, his own personal ring announcer. So Punk brings out friggin' Finkel as his personal ring announcer. And you see, like, everybody goes crazy for Fink. And Fink goes to start the introduction, gets choked up, so has to start again. It was just, like, the whole thing overall was friggin' awesome. And then Punk wins. And then just, like I said, it starts the friggin' long run. I I don't know. It's... And I like I'm admittedly a huge CM Punk mark. Oh yeah. Maybe because maybe because I've met him before and he's like 
he gets he gets a bad rap for being a moody prick and like i get that shit that i've heard and read like i agree but he was he was so dope when i met him like he was such a good dude um and i mean i'm biased because he put me in his dvd but uh yeah man i i just it, at that time like i was such a huge mark for punk so i that was dope that stood out to me i i freaking loved that yeah i actually watched that maybe last week sometime that yeah. I, i'm just a, i'm a big fan of that whole survivor series for some reason like the rocks return punk yeah man the title. Miz and Miz and uh like in Miz and truth for freaking awesome truth were in the main event yeah, man, and that, like that whole like invasion type feel was kind of cool too, you know? Yeah, where they were just kind of going rogue. Yeah. yeah, I mean they botched it per usual, but yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't know. I just have I think I have a really soft spot for that pay per view. Dolph Ziggler had like yeah, two man. matches. This was like in the era yeah. where Ziggler was wrestling twice and twice the pay per view like three or four times yeah. for some reason. And <laughs> right. the crowd was like chanting, we want Ryder. Yeah, it was a really good one. And yeah, the punk, uh, punk winning the big moment. MSG. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, yeah. I have a soft spot for 2011 CM Punk. So I get it. Um, moving on for Mr. Dragon. Um, well, speaking of punk, he's got Daniel Bryan and CM Punk tagging against the Wyatt family. I think that was 2013. Yeah. The best in the beard. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely on the, uh, the tail end of punk's, uh, he was on his way out there for sure. Right. It was just a couple months before the rumble when he left so yeah <laughs> but yeah i remember watching the thing that was pretty cool brian and yeah punk is a tag team yeah had like obviously not to the same like level but keeping kind of hogan and warrior vibes teaming up at SummerSlam against uh what was it slaughter and like iron chic and yeah, yeah, it got me. Gave me vibes of that a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought of that until just now, but I like that. Yeah, because it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, the two kind of superish powers. Mm-hmm. Coming together. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What's uh? What's your number three? What's your final one? Uh, so I'm leaving. I'm leaving the screw job off of it because I think that was just an obvious one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like the Survivor Series moment. Yeah, no shit, right? So I feel like that kind of goes without saying. Um, This one, it's more of a, I don't know if it's necessarily a moment. More, it's like a match, I guess. It's kind of both. It's just one that's always, I've always loved. Always had a soft spot in my heart. And that was uh, uh, Mr. Perfect teaming with Macho Man. Against Flair and Razor. Yeah. yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I fucking love that whole angle. Mr. Perfect coming out of retirement as a ba- turning baby face. Yup. I was pumped for that, man. I loved that. I still pop for it. I pop for it then. 
at fucking five years old. <laughs> Pop for it now. Seeing the water. Throwing the water and fucking <laughs> heating with the slap. Yeah, the whole thing, man. I loved it. Yeah, man. It was. I was trying to, like, think of different stuff. And I, like, I always loved Mr. Perfect. One of my favorite matches ever is Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart at SummerSlam. Yep, same. So, I mean, yeah, dude, I was I was pumped that he came back. And I was pumped that he came back as a babyface, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. I, uh, yeah, I, he, even at that age, I, had, I, there was something about Mr. Perfect that, like, caught my attention. And then yeah, seeing man. him team with uh, Savage was really dope. I mean, I, mean, awesome, I know it was yeah. supposed to be Savage and Warrior, but I'm really glad that it ended up being Savage and Piper. Piper and Perfect, because that was a two you would never think would ever team. Yeah, man. It seems so out of left field, but it was freaking awesome. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you. Yeah, my final one, I don't know. I, I've thrown around a bunch of different ideas, and I'm, again, like, that's kind of why I went with the 98 quote unquote screw job, just because, I mean, obviously that's, like, top notch overall. But I kind of, like, I loved. The year Team DX like, oh, friggin' it had the clean sweep. Yes. I just thought every like, I thought everybody looked so good. I thought it elevated, you know, the Hardys. It elevated Punk to be next to like friggin' DX, Triple H, and, and HBK. You know, like it really. I I don't know. Just like, it just looked so fucking dope. It looked so good. Yeah, that's a really good pick. I that's my favorite Survivor Series team of all time. Yeah, man, me too. Hands down. I mean, Jesus Christ, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, the Hardys, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Good luck finding a better five, dude. And just seeing like at the end, like the five of them at the end, like just friggin' all. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it was such a good rub, and it was just. It's just so fucking cool. It's a bummer what ended up happening with friggin' Punk and Triple H down the line, obviously, but, like, still, man, it was just, God. I, uh, I just I just fucking love the opening of that match, too. <laughs> Michael super kicking Mike Knox, and just, like, <laughs> was, was he in the match? Like, who was that? Yeah. Oh, was, oh, was he in the match? Oh, so that's good, then. <laughs> Oh, 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 so we're doing good. I like that. Okay. I fucking I fucking love that. Triple H just like waving at Kelly Kelly. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. Yeah, that's a great pick. Thanks, man. I'm glad you approve. I do. I do. I actually meant to watch that match in the build up to the Survivor Series, but I didn't make it that far. Um. Kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, I, might, I might throw that on a little bit. Um, I guess um, honorable mention: Shawn Michaels winning the world title, two thousand two elimination chamber. Mm, yeah, the first elimination chamber. I thought of that too. Brown tights, HBK. <laughs> <laughs> poop, poop pants, HBK. <laughs> Not his fault. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool, especially since, like, the the SummerSlam match was supposed to be a one-off, and 
fucking couple months down the line, he's fucking world champion again. That was really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'll, I'll, that was so that was Tim, Tim's uh, honorable mention, I guess. One of mine. It's a bad one. <laughs> it's it's a moment, not a a favorite moment. But it's just a, fo- a moment I'll never forget because it made me so sad. Was when <laughs> Shawn Michaels lost the title to Psycho Sid at '96. Oh my god! I, I, I almost cried. I almost cried. I legit almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, "No, he hit Jose Lothario with the ca- with the camera." <laughs> 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 he gave him a heart attack. Oh, no. somebody come and reverse this. Where's Jack Tunney? Oh my God, Jack Tunney! I was so upset. Yeah, that was like forever one of the moments I will never forget because I was so sad. You know what? One like, and I don't know why, because it's not like, it's not. I guess like, kind of around. <clears throat> kind of a, a, a similar reason, but like in reverse, just because of like how it ended. Because at the time, like Diesel and Bret Hart, and this by no means was a great match, but Diesel and Bret Hart were both like, you know, the top baby faces. And I like, I liked them both. I'm not saying Diesel was great in the ring, but I liked the character. Like, I liked the eventual turn and everything. And I was. I was a fan of him, and I was like, I really don't know who I want to win. Like, Bret Hart's my favorite wrestler, but I really like Diesel. But, like, just the the way that the turn came about, like, Bret wins with a small package. <laughs> and, like, I, I vividly remember, like, they break up the small package after the pin, and, like, you just see Diesel sit up, and he's just like, motherfucker! <laughs> and I'm like, whoa! Like, Dad, he just swore! And then he just, like, loses his shit. I mean, I'm not saying it was a good moment. It's just, like, a memorable moment for me for a kid. I mean, that's a lo- also along the same lines as, like, the Survivor Series in Boston that I was at where I me- remember, like, just the absolute shit casket match between Taker and the Big Show and the way that ended it was weird. And then the friggin' terrible Triple H-Vladimir Kozlov match when they did that whole, like, Jeff Hardy got friggin', like, run off the road. Oh, and eight. When it was, like, returned. those series of... Yeah, it was those series of accidents where, like, that put Matt against Jeff and everything for that friggin' feud to start. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the whole... They were going, like, 15 minutes, and everybody's either waiting for Jeff Hardy to come out, and then all of a sudden, Edge comes out and wins, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I watched that clip not long... Like, a couple of days ago. The Ultimate Opportunist. Oh. Yeah, man. It was hell getting... Oh, dude. It was rough getting there. I mean... You said Vladimir Kozlov, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Kozlov. Yikes. Um, so one that I literally just popped in my mind that I can't believe I I didn't think of or any of us uh, talking about debuts, the Shield. I honestly I thought about that, dude. I I totally thought about that, but I was that's another one of those like. Eh, might be too obvious. I. I wanted to try to go. Apparently, like, it wasn't that obvious because I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot about it, and like I had like they had been talking about it for I don't know where I was watching it, but like I've seen multiple clips within the last like week or two. But it just 
escaped my mind for some reason while doing this list. But yeah, that's up there. Yeah, I mean that was huge. Yeah, hands down. Um, yeah, and like it, these are not like moments. Um, but one of my th- earlier mom earlier like Survivor Series favorite was like a lot of it. At times, it seemed like it was kind of like the the beginning of or like when the seeds were planted for like the rockers uh turn like one i think it was oh yeah 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 Survivor series 91 with the uh i mean they they were already kind of the seeds were already kind of planted but this was like oh, okay this is like escalated everything where like i think it was marty who had somebody up for like a slam and then he swung around and hit Sean in the head or something. Yeah, man. Definitely like definitely seeds being planted. I remember yeah. that. And like that one and then the uh Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Owen and Brett where Brett Ah yeah, yeah, where he kicked his leg out of his leg. Yeah, well before that when Owen when they had the Hart family versus Oh wait, yeah, yeah. The, My bad. I was jumping ahead to uh Royal Yeah, Rumble. I think it was the Hart family versus like I think it was Sean Mike Sean and like the knights. It, it was supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed to be um, Lawler, Jerry yeah. Lawler and his knights, but like I think he got some friggin' sexual harassment charge on him or something, right. or he got fired, so they filled him in with uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, and right. yeah, he was the only one eliminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Owen was the only one eliminated, and he was pissed off about it, and then that yeah. led to the whole turn. Like that was like those those weren't like moments, but it was just like the. Looking back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, that was kind of where shit started to percolate. Right. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. Hey, if you got moments, too, like, drop them on our Facebook or tweet us at three jabronis, the number three. Yeah. Right? Is it the number three? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Either just search us. Search us on all the, on all the socials and tell us your big favorite survivor series moments you can do you can do your all-time favorite or be like us yeah do your top yes. three that's yes cool. it's at number three jabroni's pod on twitter on the twitter on the twitter machine where you can find us all right man. and then uh on the instagram we are also at three jabroni's pod and yeah so like us on both of those and don't forget as always to subscribe rate review Give us a five star review, please. Help out your boys. And uh, tune in next week. The dragon will be back. Dragon will be back. We we may we may. I'll uh, be here. Jed will be here, and we somebody else may be here. Who knows? Yeah, we may have, we may have a little little something planned. We may have something up our sleeve. So you gotta you gotta tune in. Tune in next week. We'll tune in every week, but especially next week. Especially yeah. next week. So, you know. But in the meantime, in between time, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. If you're listening to this yes. before, if you're listening to We're it after, for you. hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Have a great Black Friday. Great Cyber Sunday. And, or not Cyber, Cyber, Cyber Monday. Monday. <laughs> Watch Cyber Sunday on the <laughs> WWE Network for only nine ninety nine a month. And then have a great Cyber Monday. And then you can listen to Three Jabronis again next week. But for tonight... 
the one thing you shouldn't what do, you shouldn't do ever, 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 is be like Dave Meltzer. Because you know why? Because he's a... Also, all three of us are thankful that Les Champion has retweeted us. Good night. <laughs> Les Champion. <laughs> With a little bit of the bubbly. Les Champion. Still trying.